If you're listening when this episode first releases, it's Valentine's Day. So first of all, happy Valentine's Day. And if you aren't celebrating or don't have a Valentine today, I hope you still have a fantastic day because you are awesome. When we think of Valentine's Day, a few standard things come to mind. Flowers, chocolates, chocolate-covered strawberries, and of course, love. And what is usually the symbol of love? I mean, besides Cupid. I'm talking about the heart. Have you ever really stopped to think about just how important your heart is or what an important role the heart plays in so many things? I still remember going into the exam room when we were going to hear our kids' heartbeats for the first time. I think about after I run or do some strenuous activity, which isn't often, but the first thing I do is check my pulse to make sure my heart is beating like it should. Here's some facts about your heart that you might not know. If your heart beats 60 times per minute, that would be your resting pulse, it will beat 86,400 times a day or over 4 million times in 50 years. And the heart pumps between 5 and 7 quarts of blood throughout our bodies every single minute of the day. So in the grand scheme of things, the heart is pretty important, don't you think? Let's step away from the physical for a minute. While your heart is a decent-sized organ, it's not the largest in your body. But in the non-physical way of thinking about it, how big is your heart? And why is that so important? B.C. Forbes once said this, The size of your body is of little account. The size of your brain is of much account. The size of your heart is of the most account of all. For some of us, it's easy to love others, and for others, it's difficult. When things go well, your heart seems to be firing on all cylinders, and when things aren't, like Dr. Seuss said about the Grinch, sometimes it seems like our heart is two sizes too small. Or we experience some sort of difficulty or negativity or even something like the end of a relationship or a friendship, and it leaves our heart in pieces. Love is a very big word made up of only four letters. Nowadays, everybody in the world seems to have their own definition of what love is. There's so many holidays to celebrate love. Sweetest Day, Significant Others Day, dates for parents, grandparents, siblings, and, you know, some of us call them Hallmark holidays, and of course, Valentine's Day. And while there are many kinds of love and ways we can show love to others and feel love towards others and honestly to ourselves, I want to approach today with how big our love really is. To start, we're going to look at probably one of the most recognizable verses in the scriptures on this topic. It's 1 Corinthians 13. And Paul tells us many things love is, things love isn't, but perhaps most importantly, he tells us why big love is so important in so many aspects of our lives. I want to read just a few parts of it for you today to put today's topic in perspective. I'm going to start by reading verses 1 through 3, where it says this. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. And in verses 6 and 7, 
Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Wow. It sounds like in these verses, Paul is saying, love may be the most powerful force any of us can exercise. And you know what? He is right. We are called to love others all the time, regardless of whether they're different from us, regardless of if they've been mean to us, regardless of if we're related or not, if we have feelings toward them, if we don't, or even if we don't know much about them. So let's admit the reality. We're human beings. What I just described isn't the easiest thing in the world to do. In a Peanuts comic strip one time, Linus was talking about wanting to be a doctor, and Lucy doesn't really agree with the idea because she says he doesn't love mankind. Linus says this, I love mankind. It's people I can't stand. In this instance, I think Charles Schultz is trying to say through his beloved character that it can be easy to love humanity as a whole, but as imperfect humans, there will be people we feel like we dislike for one reason or another. So let's be real for a minute. Sometimes people can be just plain irritating or do something that really bothers us. Maybe they cut in front of us in the grocery store, or go above us at work because they think they know more than us, or even somebody who tells our kids something that goes in direct opposition of what we ask them to do. And yes, people at some churches can be the same way. They might sing, I'm so glad you're a part of the family of God, but behind your back they're saying, I'm surprised they're a part of the family of God. No matter how hard it is, what can we do to truly make love a dominating characteristic in our lives? We're reminded time and time again in the scriptures why loving others is so important. Whether you're a believer or not, I'm sure you've heard this phrase. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and your mind. It's the words that follow that are so difficult for us. Love your neighbor as yourself. Even though we have free will to choose priorities in our lives, love was defined as perhaps the most important one we should have. It's not really a gray area. Everything we do, no matter how difficult or seemingly impossible, must first pass through the filter of love. Every thought, every question, every answer, every word, every action. So how do we bring love to the forefront? I think it requires making our heart a priority and keeping it healthy. I think to do that, we need to look at two things. What we do and what we don't do with it. Without making this take a dramatic turn to a new topic, we can honestly say that sometimes if we're having health issues or something that causes our heart to be at risk, we don't always do what we need to keep it healthy. And sometimes it takes something dramatic to happen to get us to change or change our lifestyle. For example, if you want to reduce your chance of heart disease, you try to keep at a healthy weight, maybe exercise, and probably make good food choices, right? If we expose our physical heart to many external factors that can damage it or weaken it, then we minimize its ability to fully function, thereby lessening the support it gives to the rest of our body. So the metaphorical and spiritual sense are exactly the same as the physical. What we consume, what actions we participate in, the environments we put ourselves in, the people we surround ourselves with, all of these things can affect our ability to love and how much we can love ourselves and others. When doctors want to check your heart, they do an EKG or some other test like that. If they were to do this type of test on the metaphorical or spiritual level, what would they find hidden in your heart? Because just like food, what you feed on will dictate what is in your heart. 
I'm going to be really honest here for a minute. There are people I've chosen to distance myself from or spend less time with because their negative attitudes, hazardous actions, and honestly demeaning spirit were just draining. And there was something that surrounded me and had the potential to make inroads into my thoughts and actions and not in a good way. And sometimes the other parties don't understand why you choose to distance yourself. But other times, they don't even act like they care, and you truly know what your connection was with them. Sometimes there's just that one person who's literally so negative. They hate this, hate that, never has a good word to say about anything, always finds a flaw in every situation. You can speak a positive word into a situation, and they always have the, but, know somebody like that? Sometimes being around them is unavoidable. So what do you do? Well, have you ever heard the phrase, kill them with kindness? Yeah. I know, it's impossible, right? Well, it may not be as hard as you think. While we may want to take some of these types of interactions personally, we have to realize we can't stand firm with that kind of wall. We have to remain grateful for the positive and remind ourselves that everybody is on their own journey. We can't judge. We can't demand. We can plant the seed. We can be the model. We can demonstrate what love is. Think of it like being planned and being ready to counterattack with love as our weapon. Now I want to caution you. Having a big heart is surely a blessing, but can also cause you issues if you're not careful. On one hand, you show love to others and have a positive mindset that you're living the life God called you for to the fullest. On the other hand, people might try to take advantage of your good heart maybe use it for their own misgivings, or may take the approach of the larger your heart, the harder it will break. Even though there's always the chance that may happen, we can set up boundaries to help guard our heart. And most importantly, we should never reduce the size of our emotion, our care, our concern, our love, because of what someone else may do. Of course, unless you're talking about somebody trying to alter your behavior, your morals, or your thinking, That's not taking advantage of your heart. That's trying to change who you are. So please be careful. The most important thing to focus on is that your love, how you allow your heart to operate, the size of your heart, is authentic. Be real. Don't be afraid to love others. Don't be afraid to show real emotion. If you feel like you're struggling with this today, develop a plan of action. Understand that real love, genuine love, has the power to literally affect every area of your life, but most especially, your faith. Real love is hard work, but real love is really the thing we need in our lives the most. If you want to transform your relationships with others, be honest, be real, be positive. Reality is, loving others isn't easy, and sometimes, okay, actually a lot of times, that love won't be reciprocated. Or you may even have to be stern while showing love. Be honest with people about their actions, their words, their responses in a loving and caring way. Be real with situations and difficulties and don't be afraid to say I'm sorry when needed. And for certain, be willing to forgive even when it's hard. And be positive. When we want to get angry or believe relationships are impossible, don't injure people with your words and how you respond to situations. So as we celebrate Valentine's Day, think about how you show love to others and about the relationships and interactions you have. 
Think about ways you can improve your communication and use love as a guide to build a stronger connection and interaction. Most importantly, pray for the right words to say and the right way to respond to situations. Ask God to make the size of your heart so big that your eyes will see things differently, that your mouth will say things differently, and that your actions will represent a loving demeanor, one that allows the love of Jesus to shine through you. As always, I really do appreciate you taking time to listen. Happy Valentine's Day. We'll see you back here next time when we'll have more for you on Cube.